Hello, Almost 30 Nation. What's up? Hello. Greetings. How are you? <laughs> oh, welcome. Glad you're here. I'm Lindsay. This is Krista. And welcome to our humble abode, humble palace abode of show that we started four years ago. It's been... Uh, it's been really cool to uh, learn with you, grow with you. I love when you organize your little community. station. I know. We Do you start. Like it? Yeah. You guys can watch this on YouTube. Watch us on YouTube. <laughs> wearing the same damn thing. My makeup's all over my face. My allergies Dude. started going crazy after I put on my mascara and I sneezed a hundred times and my mascara got all over my face. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say you're allergic to your mascara. I was like, what do you mean? That would be crazy. So it's coming back from Austin and the kitties. Yeah, kitties. Um, yeah, It'll be gone. It's kind of kicking again. I'll, I got to just think through. I got to... Manifest no allergies. No allergies in here. Yeah, I've never had an allergic ever. Really? Yeah. Anything. anything? Cool. You think you're cool? I think I'm very cool. <laughs> I think I'm a very clear vessel. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I can... Uh, you should teach a course on that. I should be a non-allergenic allergenic guru. <laughs> yes, you should. You should put that in your Instagram bio. I, I should teach non, a course you should, on should non-allergist. I should teach a course on how to be not allergic to things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you're a clear vessel, it's almost like nothing touches you. <gasps> totally. It's almost like you have, you're like, let me teach you the path, it's almost the like, path of non-resistance it's almost to like anything. Everything respects me so much that they don't <laughs> yeah, want to piss me off. Literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> oh my God. Your worth is so high my worth that you have no resistance. So high. I have a trust muscle that is not to be broken. I just know myself You trust well. everything. That's why nothing gives Facts. me an allergic reaction. I need to learn from you. Hey guys, we do this at the beginning of every episode where we take one concept and then we run with it. <laughs> this is the whole episode, actually. It's two hours of running with the same concept, trying to think of new jokes. Big facts. I was thinking the other day, um, I was like walking on the beach and I were walking by the path on the beach and I was like, you know when you're on your phone and then you look up and you're like, what fucking time is it? Yep. And you're in the time warp. Yes. You're just like, where the fuck am I? What time is it? And I realized I did this whole walk and I was on my phone the whole time. And I'm like, okay, non-judgment, whatever. But I was like, okay, that's not really the goal. And then even with like eating food, like even just eating for lunch today, we only had like 10 minutes to eat. And I'm like fucking the best food, mm. you know, healthy food. And I'm just like scarfing it down. And I'm like, okay, that's not really the point. Yeah. And even just like with my meditations lately, I've been doing guided ones and stuff. And I'm like... Just kind of getting through it. I'm like, okay, I got to just like get through this. I'm kind of still thinking. And so many things that I'm doing are like checking the box healthy, but not really. Mm. You know, it's like not the non, it's not nourishing me, but it's like quote unquote healthy. And I kind of need to like bring it back to what's the point here? Like, why do yeah. you eat healthy food yeah. to nourish your body? Uh -huh. What if you nourished your body with your intention and thought while you're eating the food? Or like, what if you took the walk and just like weren't on your phone and actually got the point of the walk, which is to like be in nature and like soak everything up. And I was trying to think of all the areas in my life where I'm right now at this point, this isn't always, but it's just temporarily at this moment, this nexus mm -hmm. of how I'm doing that, how I'm not being as healthy quotes as I believe I am, as I believe in my ego that I am. Yeah. And I does this feel like waves for you? Because I feel like I go through yes. like these cycles of like, I am so on it. I'm so good. I'm so in it. And then I'm trying to actually track what gets me off track. And I actually yeah. think, it's, think it's a slow burn. Mm -hmm. So it's like, 
I'll be really good and not be on my phone right in the morning for like a solid month or two. And then one morning I'll be like, well, let me just like check this one thing. And then the next morning I do that same thing. And I'm like, wait, 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 Mm -hmm. wait, wait. You don't feel good when you do that. And then it's just kind of this ripple effect. I wonder if it's astrology. I know it's kind of fucking nuts, uh, but I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I think it's astrology. I was going to say that at least lately, you know, not to like talk doomsday because I don't believe this is doomsday at all. But like, I do feel like this fall and winter are just kind of intense. And like, there's a part of me that's just like, okay, like, I don't know. There's like this get through it mentality Mm -hmm. that seems to be translating Mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I know you're like, well, we're not going to be here tomorrow. No, I know. Might as well scroll at 6 a.m. No, everybody. We're going to be here. It's going to be just a bigger joking. and better. You're like, well, that's what I'm like. I'm like, time for a treat. <laughs> this is my last leg. Sometimes <laughs> Justin and I will do that. We'll be like, okay, it's our last day on earth. What are we doing? What are we eating? All of a sudden, there's a pizza at the door and you're like, Oops. Yes, that's Justin's. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I know I get in that too. And the f- the phone is mine for, you know, is always the meditation. If I don't meditate in the morning, my day, well, when did we have a day? I think we had a day Thursday of last week and I was like, whoa, this day does not feel good. Totally. One day, I forget what day it was. And I was like, oh, I haven't meditated. You just felt very, I remember you saying, you're like, I feel like I don't know what's going on. Oh my God. I didn't, what what was going on in that day? We literally- (laughs) You're like, I still don't know. (laughs) I I don't even know when the day was, but it was just an, it was a not okay day. The day- was in control and we were not. And I was like, oh man, I didn't meditate in the morning. So I think it's just always coming back to the the meditation component. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sometimes sometimes I'm just like, I kind of want to rebel. I'm like, man, yeah. I just want to eat cereal at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. and like look at my phone. Mm-hmm. You know, so some days it's like, okay, re- recognizing the human, you know, recognizing like the human, I guess, part of me that's like, oh, I just want to be here and like take a moment. And, but- but I really think that I get off my path and track of grounded health or my intention to like nourish myself or feel more connected to myself when I'm pushing myself too hard. Yeah. Because that's when I'm like, oh, I need the break. Uh-huh. And the break, the quick break, which is phone, which is food, which is whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, I definitely relate. I think for me, when I find myself... So there's like a, a nuanced thing. You said like being on your phone and just doing kind of like what Peter Kelly says, like that dirty scroll, mm-hmm. like just loving it and enjoying it. And I think that's like healthy, like just kind of like knowing the intention mm-hmm. where I'm going to do a little scroll on Instagram and just get in it. But then there are times when literally the voice in my head, I'm like scrolling Instagram. I'm like, why are you on here? Mm-hmm. Why are you on here? Why are you on here? Why are you on here? And it's like, why don't I get off there? You, I do, but not in that moment. Yeah. You know, so there's this really kind of like at times terrifying like addiction to the phone that I know we've all talked about. It's like ad nauseum, but it's real. And I think I think that first step for me is just being as aware as possible and following it as soon as possible with an action to kind of reverse it or do something else that's healthier. Mm-hmm. 100%. But it's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it it's so hard. It's also just the kindness of it all, you know, being like, okay, mm-hmm. I see you scrolling. Yep. They hating. 
And what you what do you need? Yeah. What do you need right now? Rad and dirty. Rad and dirty. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like, what do you need? And the slowing down. But yeah, it's just always something to notice. It's mm-hmm. hard though, especially with, this is so silly, but like walking in the morning. Because I'm like, I just want to pr- be productive. But then I it's know. the desire to be productive and all that. I mean, I know. We get in a whole can of worms. Yeah. On my walks, I'm, I get the productivity for me is like listening to a podcast and I'm like, okay, I want to like learn something. Yeah. But then like walks where I've just like stared and like happy wander. I'm like, I do that on the nice. trips. It's nice on vacations. Yeah. I can always, but when I'm here, I'm like, uh-huh. gotta do, gotta reply, blah, blah, blah. Yes. But yeah, I am. Anyways, so. Doing well over here. Yeah, Everything's so fine. Everything's, <laughs> everything's fine. These are our last day. I'm excited about this one. This is going to be such a good one. You guys obviously know the girl, Lacey Phillips, to be magnetic, a dear friend of ours, someone um, that we've, you know, just grown with through yes. everything. It's been really powerful and who's done a lot of growth herself. Someone is who is just truly a pioneer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I, to that point, what I love about Lacey too is like, she is always, and like you, just always like so excited about like the next thing she's working on mm-hmm. within herself. Yeah. Which is really cool. I think as a teacher, that is like, for me, the mark of an incredible teacher mm-hmm. is to be doing that work for yourself, that self-development work, whatever that is for yourself and constantly learning. And yeah, she is incredible. This conversation was really fun. I felt like she's been on the podcast um, a bunch before. So check out those episodes. We even did a live show with her in San Francisco. You can listen to that. But this one I felt like was really unique. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Like we we really went deep on uh, some topics that I didn't expect and were so interesting and just exploratory. And yeah, it felt like an actual like conversation. Mm-hmm. It felt just like us. Like this was truly like what we would talk about. Yes. Whether you guys you amazing people were listening or not. So it's just, that was the whole point with her, you know, because we're so close. It's just to be like, okay, this is what we would literally talk about no matter what. So we talk about um, shadow work, of course, which is huge in To Be Magnetic and huge in, you know, the work we've done this year. We talk about true magnetism, which is super powerful. Um, We talk about lack mentality uh, quite a bit which is something that I believe the collective is healing right now. I just had a healing with um, Kiki, who has also healed the To Be Magnetic team. And she was talking about, you know, the feminine right now is really going through a healing of scarcity and the lack mentality. Mm. We also talk about building our trust muscle and just how that is connected to manifestation. We hear about updates from the To Be Magnetic brand, which is just offering so many new things all the time. I have so many people that have been transformed. I mean, every day of our lives. Every day of our lives. Yeah. (laughs) More so than anything that I've ever done. (laughs) Truly. Yeah. Crystal Streets, a dear friend of mine, completely transformed her life and She's one of many. Yes, one of many. So you can check that out at tobemagnetic.com. And we also talk about Christian science. And this was a converse, part of the conversation that was like super exploratory. Lacey has a team member on To Be Magnetic that has practiced Christian science her whole life. And Lacey just was so like fascinated mm-hmm. by it. And, you know, I just want to say that anything that we talk about on the show is is in that like intention of exploration and open-mindedness and like just, I don't know, a lot of like love, I guess, around what 
people believe in. Mm -hmm. And I think we can always learn something from different religions, different like ideologies. Yeah. It's just that, you know, that lean in. It's like, oh, so you believe and practice this. Tell me more. Mm -hmm. I'm interested. What could I learn from you? Not what could I find that I disagree with. Yes. It's what could I learn? And I love that about Lacey. I love that about their team. We went to a Christian science center in Los Angeles. And we were like, she was telling me about, I'm like, all right, let's do it. Let's go to a center. Let's see what's up. Let's read more about it. And just like life is supposed to be fun. Like life Mm -hmm. is supposed to be the opportunity to just like explore what you believe, explore what others believe and just kind of take it as that. So this is, it's super fun to talk about that. It's like being protocol. It's like the next wave. So there's a lot of uh, Christian science, which is rooted in like true, the true energetics of manifestation, which is the divine belief that we are worthy and we are loved and we are all these things, which is incredibly powerful. So it's like when we're thinking about manifestation and trying to subconsciously reprogram all of these limiting beliefs we have, Christian science raises people within its group to believe that we are perfect. There is no lack. You are an emanation of God. You are God. So it's almost like having the beliefs non having the beliefs not need to be subconsciously reprogrammed because they aren't, because the limiting beliefs aren't there, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yes. So it's just interesting. I mean, all this is just interesting and we love we love Lacey so, so much. Um, you can find all of her work at tobemagnetic.com, tobemagnetic on Instagram. And then we've been on her show, I think twice now. So you can check out our episodes on To Be Magnetic as well. Yeah, and she has this new really cool Q&A service so you can like get personalized audios. Yeah. That's cool. Her coaches are incredible too. Incredible. Um, And just real quick, before we get into this episode, uh, new from Almost 30, we have brought back, I guess not new, but uh, second season of sorts of the New Paradigm digital workshop series. And this was really inspired by, you know, this time that we have at home and we couldn't travel and see you. And so we wanted to continue to have these intimate workshops, conversations, events of sorts, where we can go really deep with y'all on topics that, you know, you are passionate about and we are passionate about. Actually, tomorrow we have a workshop with Jazz, the Moon Mother. This is on human design, on money alignment and purpose. It's going to be really, really powerful. Jazz has actually been on the podcast in our October 6th episode, episode 365. So check that out. But would love to have you at that one or any of the upcoming workshops with Danica Breisha. Uh, we have Kiki Robinson coming up. So take your pick. We'll have the November lineup announced soon as well. Yeah, we're excited. And then shop almost 30 for organic, slow fashion, female empowerment, apparel, and any of our downloadables or programs or courses are all at shopalmost30.com. If this episode resonated with you, send it to a friend. That's how we've grown. And that's how you know we're serving the women of our community and you can serve the women that you love. So enjoy this one. We will see you on the other side. Thank you so much for tuning into Almost 30. See ya. Your work was so new to me. Like I had from my, you know, of course I don't want to go into it, but it's like from my understanding of what manifestation was, yours was so different. Yeah. And it's so cool to see you. Like even when you do your IGTVs and when you do anything, like I know you so well, like outside of what you do, it's so cool to see you still in what you do. And it's like a direct ground. Like Mm -hmm. you just really like turn on and really speak the truth to so many things that people need to hear. So thank you for your work. Our girls, everywhere we go, like are always 
always talking about your work and how profound it's been for them. Thank you. Do you know half of my employees found me through Almost 30? No way. Like they were fans first. So they can come back to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're going to start trading. Yes. <laughs> You're punished. Go over to Almost 30. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll be like, pink. They're going to be like, so yeah. stoked. <laughs> They're going to vomit when they walk in. They're like, I'm going back to Lacey. <laughs> no, actually, most of my employees are really in their feminine. Oh, really? Well, yeah. Aside actually, from Grace even mm-hmm. is like flowery, yeah. you know, but most of them are very feminine and spiritual and it's a really good offset mm. to me. <laughs> Do you think you're masculine? Well, I think this year's the first because of my journey and IVF and everything that I like really am starting to feel into that space more. And it's actually been really nice, but kind of in a funny spiritual bypass way, it's so much more emotional and that is something I'm having to get really comfortable with is like, oh yeah, right sitting in it, being in it, not being distracted. That means you have to look at everything and feel everything. So it's been interesting. It's been an evolution, like adjusting into my feminine. Can you can you give us an example of like a moment where you felt like you just wanted to kind of like turn and run from that emotion? Yeah, here's a really good one. So we've been laughing a lot anytime I see Lindsay because I talked about that I did Alexa Smart's Unburdened Remedies <laughs> over the holidays. Oh, anytime you see Krista. Yeah, Krista, yes. I meant Krista. Yes. Sorry, I said, yeah, Lindsay here. Yeah, airhead. Um, but so yeah, when Krista and I have been together, we've been talking about that and laughing and like, wow, you're so unburdened. And I've done two of her remedies along with I've been doing my work again really heavy because we're updating tons of the workshops and doing all this bonus. So I have to really revisit. So during it, all these these remedies are like, and then I think IVF, all of those hormones combined, it's just this very feminine experience. And so I realized like something that I'm working through right now, last week when I was up at the retreat house, I am very, like I'm a secure or an avoidant in attachment styles naturally. But when it comes to work in my team, I'm actually very attached. I'm very um, anxious. And so I've been having to look at that and work through that where it's like, did I say the wrong thing? Oh my God, did I offend someone? Are they going to leave? You know, that kind of stuff. And doing my unblocked full moon, I think it was two nights ago on that Virgo full moon, I saw like the commonality I'm feeling everywhere is it's anxious attachment. And, you know, it's coming from like, did I offend that person? Did this thing, blah, 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 you know, it's that. And I went, whoa, what's really happening here is that there's a whole ego layer that's totally peeling back for me to be in my feminine and to actually not dog paddle and to just sit and just be there. And my whole being right now is like wanting to dog paddle and scratch to go back into that masculine, cool, controlled, you know, space. And during that deep imagining, I went, no, a layer's peeling off. And it's kind of like when it's a crab who has been in a small shell and they're on their way to the big shell, but they're in between with nothing protecting them and that mm-hmm. raw space of just sitting with it, being cool with it, watching it, shifting my conscious behavior around it. And I finally got to see from you know an overview perspective that that's what's happening. But in it, everything in me was like, fuck that, I'm gonna go get the flower remedy that's gonna mm-hmm. make me like work my ass off again <laughs> and like not be in this. So it's actually really beautiful to witness that there are just layers and layers peeling, which I think are getting me in vibration with having a kid, mm-hmm. like being on the same vibration with a baby. So yeah, and that feminine, I mean, it's been so beautiful to see like, you know, I've known you for so long and you 
just feels, you do feel softer. You feel more open. Like you've always felt so special, but it's like, it's just been really beautiful to see. So I'm so glad to see like you actually taking less time, like working less, Mm -hmm. like trusting your team more, like Mm -hmm. integrating all of the things that you're doing. And it's just been amazing. I want to talk. So I did, I I just finished my unburden bottle. Oh my God. Maybe that's why I'm like, yeah. Have you had any, like, tell us. I've just been feeling like so it's funny because I've been feeling so burdened by my shadow work. Like I just don't, I feel so now that I've acknowledged and realized all that I need to do, it feels incredibly overwhelming and it feels. Can you give us examples of what came, what comes up for you around shadow? Yes. It's like, so as an example with Justin, we've been, we've always sort of had issues communication when we're like upset we just oftentimes will like, I'm not really able to be vulnerable when we're fighting. I kind of just get very direct. I get very cold and I have a hard time accepting the blame for a lot of things. Like I'm very good at pointing out others, but I have a very hard time accepting blame. So, you know, we've just been in a space of like having things come up, you know, especially after my mom was here for the weekend, it really rocked my foundation of like, what is true? What is not true? Who can I trust? Who is really there for me? Who can really support me? So I was feeling incredibly like off on Sunday after she left because it was just a very interesting weekend. And a lot of my, you know, forcefulness, my like, inability to um, to listen and accept blame and all of those things related to like this deep part of me that always has to like be in a space where people are scared of me to get things done has just felt terrible. Mm-hmm. It feels it feels so shameful. It feels and I'm just I'm kind of putting it together at different stages of my life. So it's really like that discovery period that I'm in of that. It's raw when that comes up. And it's also so, it feels like your life's out of control. For me, it feels like your life's out of control. And it's really hard to feel sunshine and happy and beautiful. I think this goes to anybody who's like actually Mm -hmm. doing self-work and not just spiritual bypassing. It is that it's like the crab shell analogy. It feels vulnerable and, and hard lonely. and lonely. lonely so lonely and like even when we saw you on Sunday we yeah. were having dinner uh, lunch yeah. that went long yeah you were like sorry to put this all on you and it was like no way throw mm-hmm. it like we're here but it feels that like somebody yes. who's constantly in control of their life yes it's so mm-hmm. hard and I trust you you know and I trust it was Jordan me you and Jordan and Soho and I know you guys can hold it but every time with 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 women it's like you know, every time I'm like, I know they can, but can you? Oh, for sure. You know I mean? mm-hmm. For sure. I know sure. you can, but can you? Yes. I know you can, but like, and and when I am in a state of frenzy and chaos, I have such a big energy field that it can take people in with it. And so it's sometimes I feel ashamed of that. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for me to like, and that's more so too with people that like can't really you know, if I was to say this, like don't really have the specific boundaries related to that. People can get caught up. Totally. But it's just, it's hard to see that also happen because that's a lot of the shadow. Oh, I'm channeling. Mm -hmm. Ah, It's all coming through. Yes. It's so, yeah, you're going through such an upheaving, up-leveling process where I don't know if this is happening, but a lot's going to start to fall off for you. Like a, a ton of like, basically people who, aren't at the level you are, who aren't as expanded as you are, 
that you're going to have a huge upheaving right now that's going on. Are you feeling that yes. in your life? I just feel the chaos. I feel like I just, it's just the dark, the darkest part of, of, of my core. You mm-hmm. know, I thought I did shadow work before and this, I don't want this podcast to be about me, but I thought I did shadow work before. It was like, I'm unworthy of having the job that I want. And I did these things, you know, I've done things where like I have, like obviously I'm living a lot of my dream. So I've done a lot of the work around it, but like, this is like a true for me, like shadow where it's like, oh, this is really ugly. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. Is, like, there's other shadows mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm unworthy of having a job that I want. And that unworthiness doesn't feel as like, Gross. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's that's like shadow phase one. Yeah. Yes. And then when you're really getting into the digging deep for true magnetism, this is the kind of it's the stuff that feels so blindsided. You know, even getting back to the one that I was talking about, basically the way I was programmed, where I even picked up any of that is my parents were really young when they had me. Mm. So I was kind of like a doll to them. Mm. It was like, oh, let's play. Were you like you were mm. young parents? They were well, they hadn't been married long. Yeah, they just they met after a month and got married and had me really quickly, but yeah, yeah. I don't know the doll. It's just like, I was the first reason. And then we had three more that like kept them together. Right. So there's so much pressure. It's a different pressure. Totally. Mm -hmm. Well, like just getting back to it, like mine was, I was like a doll that they could play with at 18, you know? Mm. And then whenever they would, and I'm very enmeshed. I mean, I slept in the same bed as my mom until I was like 11 because she is such a medium and there were always spirits and things around that I just felt afraid to sleep. Of course. So, so enmeshed. And so, Anytime they would get a new significant other, it was like, throw me to the wayside. So my anxious attachment comes from with my team that, oh, they're going to find something better or I'm they're going to learn that I'm not as gifted as I am. Whereas like, I think with gifts, they're just natural. It's not like something you turn on or, or for me, it's not, it's fluid, but I still don't own that fully. So it's the same kind of that ugliness feeling where it's like, and I'm having to consciously reinforce it in a conscious space. I'm doing the subconscious work like you in the shadow, but in the conscious space, so much is coming up for me that I'm I'm li- literally having to go like, nope, that's no longer my reality. I'm not doing, you know, it's like having to reinforce that. But these are like the big lay. When you start to take mm. these off, and then the craziest thing is, is what you're doing is just taking up so much more space in a healthy way that you're, it's literally your nervous system, your aura is so much bigger that so much can start to come through with that. It's magic. Yeah, it's, it's magic. so hard mm-hmm. though. It's And so many people would stop or quit or drink or whatever to numb how hard that feels. And I think that's good for any listener that's doing any type of self-work. Like it's hard. It really is hard and it's scary and it's lonely and vulnerable, but there's such a reaping reward at the end. hundred percent. I want to just quickly, so the girls or or the listeners know just about, we're going to have Alexis on. Thanks to you. I cannot fucking wait. wait. You have your session with her. Cannot wait. (laughs) So I want to talk about just what were you talking about as it relates to the flower essences and then just um, attachment styles, just so they know. Yeah. So it's really beautiful. In fact, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but we are collaborating with Alexis Smart and we're putting out, we have like a whole plan, but the very first remedy is going to be called Unblocked. And I don't know a ton about flower our essences. I just know that like the baseline for our work, whenever we're throwing ideas at the walls or we're like, we're coming up with new stuff. I'm like, I don't give a shit. It just has to be effective and accessible. Like it has to work. And flower essences are one of the few things that are so effective to me. It's 
crazy. Mm. Like that and homeopathy are so effective. And so basically the way I understand it is it has an energetic shift on you. So it's kind of like the energetic doctor doing the same type of work that we're doing through targeted flowers, right? And so she puts together this whole thing. And so it's really funny how unaware I think we are personally when we have blinders on. When I first talked to Alexa Smart around, in fact, she really helped heal my blood sugar issues last year when she was on our podcast and we were friends and we are friends. Mm -hmm. And so through that, this, like the end of 2019, I had my blood sugar issues coming back and I was like, Alexis, can we talk? Like, what the fuck? They're so bad around, it was around Thanksgiving, like really bad. Anything I would eat would spike, knock me out. I would have no energy. So we got Mm. on the phone and she was like, "Mm, I actually think you need this homeopathic remedy, which was called Sepia 200. I'm sure a lot of women will be familiar with it listening. It's very much about hormones and blood sugar and being more outgoing, more in your feminine. And then I was like, yeah, I was thinking about also taking the flower essence wholehearted, which apparently is for like breakups. <laughs> You're like, like, mine as well. Mm, I know. <laughs> like, I think maybe you need unburdened. Like you sound really yeah. stressed with work. And You're everything. like, what do you mean? <laughs> and I took it and literally my whole world changed. Like we would die laughing at stuff whenever I'd see Krista of like things that were going on. <laughs> she was like, I was like, I think I'm going to take unburdened. She's like, are you ready? Yes. <laughs> yeah, literally. She's ready like, to not give this much of a fuck. Honestly, she's like, I could sell my company today. She's yes. like, are you ready? I'm like, yeah. like, I don't know if I'm not ready. And I was like, maybe I need like, just chill a little bit. You're like, bit. I do have to show up to podcast yes. episode recordings. <laughs> is like, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, okay. Yes. I do feel that from you in a really refreshing way. You do? Yes. So you, so what, yes. you, like, what's been your experience? Have you guys I ever done? I haven't done it yet. So you're just having the, and then she'll probably make you a custom. I did yes. the one you gave me. So what give did me your you next feel one that it? you didn't. I just finished the bottle now and I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's been, it's just been, I have been crying a lot, probably mm. like every day, just mm-hmm. cause like I feel this, everything that's going on. And I, there's just a lot happening. There's a lot of uncertainty and whatever. So I've just felt completely, but I don't know if that's in tandem with the shadow work and really going through that. And then just, there's a lot happening, you know, in my, in my world. And then the attachment styles. Oh, so the attachment styles. And that's actually really something exciting that we've been talking about because one of my first clients, Amanda Blair, who now is working with the team, and that's another Mm. thing we're going to be launching very soon is coaching through. So basically, because I don't take sessions anymore, you will have like super trained by me, the only official people for TBM to coach you. And she's one of those. And so she's really been freelancing with us lately as we buff up this new content, just like taking the old workshops and really giving them a lot of bonus material of things I've channeled. Well, she has a real focus on attachment styles and attachment styles really come down to love and dating. And, you know, there's a few, there's avoidant, anxious, secure. Mm -hmm. I think there's like avoidant, anxious, there's like hybrid-y ones. And I actually lean more on the avoidant side and love, especially in friendships. I'm very like... Very Aquarian Aries. Like they say, when you piss us off or you're not you're a done. safe friend, you see the back of our head walking out and never see us again. And that's me very much. So I have like anxiousness. It's really only had surfaced with my team was like a big place because it comes back to security, right? Like my parents were my form of security. So is my team. So, and that feels like it's healing a lot. But the thing about manifestation and 
attachment styles is basically like everything I teach and believe in is we're all just getting back into our whole authentic worthy selves. So when it comes to attachment styles, it really all comes back down into becoming secure. And actually, I remember my friend Katie Delbout posted recently on Instagram. I think she's in Australia and she was like filming these cats and there's one that's just like sprawled out and chill. (laughs) There's one that's like, you know, like kneading at the other cat and wanting to play so bad and the other one's like back off. And so she like drew a diagram where she's like, this is secure, this is anxious, this is avoidant. And it's all about being that cat that's just sprawled out and and really letting everything come to it at the end of the day. And so when it comes down to the energetics of those attachment styles, really anxious, avoidant, all of it doesn't matter. So it really just matters about getting back to secure. And Mm -hmm. that's an energetic, right? So when you're doing that shadow work, for instance, like what's coming up, it's really beautiful to take inventory of, am I dog paddling anxious? Like what's going on here? Am I like fearful, afraid something's going to go, you know, I don't have control? Or am I on the avoidance side where I'm not taking any steps? I don't give a shit. It can come or go. I'm lackadaisical. Or am I secure? Which is I'm so in my worth. I know how this is going to go. The universe really is going to you know, support me through this. And so energetically, it's all about taking inventory, no matter what of the work you're doing or what's coming up is, am I more in the anxious category or am I more in the avoidant? And what are the energetic steps subconsciously and consciously to get into secure? So it's been really cool to look through that lens because it just makes it so easy. Yeah. So not complicated. And for someone to identify you know, this type of attachment style, you know, for me, I've been looking at it recently. I've been doing your shadow work and so much of it, I'm like, oh, I'm anxious. And I like, didn't, I think when I think of myself, like I tend to think of like my highest self, I'm like, no, I'm secure. (laughs) And then when I'm actually in the scene, I'm like very anxious attached. How is that showing up for you, for the listener listening? It shows up in my new romantic relationship. It shows up with Krista. Mm -hmm. It shows up with my parents. So for example, with my new relationship, this past week I was with him for like six days. And so we're long distance. We have like a finite amount of time when we're together. And so I really attach myself to us having like a great connected mm. time. And if there's any little, I lost his apartment keys while I was there. <laughs> You're like, it's Mercury retrograde. It, I mean, <laughs> but also, <laughs> but also it was like a part of me that was shown that was like, I can be clumsy sometimes. Oh, totally. I can be a little like, you know, here, not there, whatever. But that is a part of me. And it was very triggering for him to see that and be like, well, I'm glad you told me, but I'm not happy. Mm, you know, and I was like, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, totally. for anxious, like, you probably uh, spun. You just and out. he was over it in 60 seconds, and I was still like, okay, are you like in like, my head? Are like, you are you leave? still mad? Yeah, are you gonna yeah. leave? Are you gonna like? Are you gonna gather all these things that you're learning about me and just be like, hey, this isn't really for me? Totally. You know what I mean? Yes. And just like seeking that like validation of like, I needed him to say like hey, it's okay. All good. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm disappointed. Sucks. And like, maybe you can be careful next time. (laughs) But like, it's okay. But he didn't say any of that. It was just like, okay. You know, it was very minimal. I was like, yeah, you know, this is like so interesting, right? Because it's just, 
at the end of the day, all of us, you know, interacting, it's just like his childhood with your child, of right? Of course. You know? And so like who in his life showed up and dropped the ball a lot, you know, because mm-hmm. when we are in a relationship, the stakes are so much higher. And when we're in a, you know, business partnership, because it's again, safety, security, the stakes are so much higher Definitely. than if you're just like out with a girlfriend having a drink. So it's really just like, Again, like really having that overview perspective of subconscious programming, you know, for me, I can get so caught up in all my emotions that are going on right now and being in my feminine, or I can get that overview look and accepting that's what's going on and feeling them fully, but also being like in your circumstance, if we're really going to take this down to subconscious programming, who in his life dropped the ball all the time? Because that's what I'm reflecting back to him right right now. And then who in my life said, basically, if you're 100% exactly as you are, I don't really love you that much, you yeah, know? exactly. And those two things are just mirroring. And so like the to get the better hand on it all, I mean, there's, I just love so many techniques that we've been tapping into a lot, like the Imago technique to talk. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar. I always mention this book, but getting the love you want, mm. you know, the Hendrix, the, I think that's their name, Gay Hendrix. Gay Hendrix, right? Yeah. I love that one when the stakes are so high, but also really being able to, the other, we're actually putting this whole, I don't know when this will air, but we're putting out a whole new workshop next month about boundaries. And it's all of the energetics and manifestations surrounding boundaries. And one of the other communication styles I love that we reference in it is nonviolent communication. It's mm-hmm. such a good one. It's such a great one. It's so easy. You can what Google. What does that look like? Well, you can Google it right now for anybody yeah. who's listening to get a, P, like they literally have available PDFs and they do too for Imago. So it's really easy to link out to those. But so the nonviolent is basically staying in the film feeling realm. It's not blaming anyone. So it's like, I, you know, like if you're doing something to trigger me, it's like, I feel that this is happening, you know, it's witnessing what's going on and then kind of coming up with a solution. So for instance, with Max the other day, he doesn't love my fiance. Mm-hmm. He doesn't love changing things about himself. He actually likes to share just to be heard. Whereas when I share, I'm actually wanting feedback to change myself. So I don't continue to have the same yeah. shit repatterning. So with him, it was something like stress about work and, and for me, I grew up in a, you know, a mesh. So I feel like I have to save and take care of. Yes. So it's actually a really hard place for me Same. to be in, right? Same mm-hmm. for you, I'm sure. And so when he's like all this thing, these things about stress and work, I'm like, I hear, so it's like back to a feeling, I hear that you're really frustrated about work. That must feel this way. And then probably a great solution is that you just need me to hold space for you because he doesn't want me <laughs> You're like, well, if you kind of did the subconscious, this probably wouldn't keep manifesting, but whatever. So that's a great one to link out to. Super simple formula. You can get it down and start that communication style. But just knowing like when we're in relation with anything, it's just that it's just, this is what I tell Max all the time. I'm like, I get that you you don't want to look at your childhood and stuff like that. I totally understand that. And I'm not telling you that it, your parents... You know, it's not like the therapy thing where it's like, it's all your parents' fault. We're talking like talk therapy. Mm -hmm. It's all your parents' fault and like being the victim. No, that's not the case. What you're needing to do is get back into your whatever, seven-year-old self and literally look through those goggles and look and being like, 
what, how did I see this perspective through these lenses? And then you know, okay, cool. That's what I have to work with in my subconscious. And at the end of the day, anytime we're feeling any of these feelings, anxious, avoidant, mm-hmm. it really is coming down to those lenses and then getting a hold on them to be like, why am I projecting this? Why is this person projecting that to me? And we do have the capability to change it. But yeah, I mean, God, the beginning of a relationship, that's when the stakes are so fucked. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because I don't feel like, I really truly, if I sat here, I, I'm not afraid that he's going to leave, yeah. right? Like the truth is like, no, and and I'm not leaving either. But it's just like these surface things, like you said, just kind of like delayering and it's very uncomfortable. And I just feel very like, like chapped. Yeah. I'm like, Ugh. And that's hard to feel. And it really goes back to what you were saying, Krista. And I'm saying it's like really hard to be out of the shell. Mm -hmm. But it's honestly where all of the like magic lives. I know. It's like, oh, this is the opportunity. And it's like, I know. (laughs) know? (laughs) Wouldn't it be so much more chill too if we like didn't have jobs and shit like that? To just go through that stuff. 100%. It's like, we got to show up today. This sucks. Yeah, like, I have truly. to feel all this. For the Imago technique, remind me what that is. So we do that a lot. In fact, in the beginning, we- With you and Max, Max right? Max and I. Okay, yeah. yeah we, he was really resistant. Now we kind of throw it in when we're like, really yes. just screaming at each other and nobody's listening, yep. you know? But it's a really, another really safe way to communicate that actually is really effective for the simplicity that you're super heard at the end of it. So the way that you set that one up, and again, anybody can Google this, you guys will link out, but say I'm coming to you because maybe my big trigger is that you're always late. That was a big one for Max Mm -hmm. and I. I think it really came down to like very early in our relationship. He had bought these Dolly Park tickets. We were going to the Hollywood Bowl and I was leaving him because he was late for like the 20th. I like literally had bags back. The best. Classic. And I'm like, sell them. It's like three hours before and he paid so much money for these tickets. So basically, we were like, let's Imago this. And so... I'm the one who's bringing it to him, right? And you're actually not supposed to do it in the tension. You're supposed to take a break, but it actually does work in the tension well if you stay with the structure. So what you do is, again, it's no blaming. So it's like, I notice when this happens, it makes me feel this way. So you can't blame the person, but you can really explain what's really going Mm. on and true honesty of how you're feeling about it then they have to repeat you verbatim. Like they cannot miss any words. And then they have to go and say, if I were in your shoes, I would feel, I think that's the last step. The second step is like they have to, after they repeat you verbatim, the second step is they have to surmise it and Mm. really like put it together. And they have to ask you, am I leaving anything out? Did I miss anything? And then in the third, and I think this is the real key part, like my claircognizance is like, this is the thing that works, is they have to say, if I were in your shoes, I would feel disappointed, abandoned, not my time's not valuable. And so it's like when you hear that reflection that they're really feeling what you're feeling and they really understand it, it's like a healing that happens. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I don't really care Mm. anymore. So it's a really powerful technique, especially for two people, again, who are just looking through their little kid lenses and having all their stuff trigger with your stuff, you know, like Mm -hmm. even with you and Justin, I know you guys have stuff like that. And it's like, if you can put these Mm -hmm. communication techniques forward, it kind of gives you a big chance because otherwise it's just two, you know, two, three-year-olds talking to each other from their wounds. Mm -hmm. Why do you think it is like that? Because Justin's kind of like that too, where it's like, doesn't want to look 
at his childhood. You know, he's not so like, I don't want to do that, but it's like not a priority at all. His parents are incredible, you know, so he just doesn't want to, he doesn't want to believe that there was any trauma or anything. Why do you think that is that men are so resistant to doing the subconscious reprogramming work? I don't think they have nearly as much support as we do. Like, look at the wellness industry and who it targets. Sure, they're the, like, the guys out there that are leading the way and spearheading it, but they're not super mainstreamy, you know, whereas it's even popular right now for kind of everyone to be Mm -hmm. in wellness, for women, for the majority. I mean, obviously not everywhere. Yeah. So I think that's a huge one. Like, I know when it comes to Max, I think... There's a thing about him. I don't know if this is the case for Justin. I know Max is like finally breaking through this and doing the work, but there was a big thing where he didn't want, I think there's so much pain from childhood that he didn't want. And it's like, they had a good story, same thing, looked like a great family, all of that. But I don't think he wanted to give it power because I think if you give it power, then you're admitting there's a lot there to uncover, like a lot of pain. And I think to keep on surviving or existing, I think that's why a lot of people do, you know, the manifestation spiritual bypass because it's like easier. Mm -hmm. But then again, it's like, I don't know, for me, I didn't have profound manifestations when I would do that. I have little like kismet things, but it was never like, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) everything in life. So I think when we admit, so I don't know what Justin's would be, but I know like for Max, I think it's like, then you're admitting there's a lot of pain. And then, you know, it's funny actually getting back to the homeopathy. There's this question that Alexis and my other homeopath would ask me. And they're like, do you have recurring dreams? Which is very common in the sessions. And mine are always um, tidal waves or tsunamis. Oh, I've had those. Are they? Yeah. They're like, Alexis was like, oh, yeah, that means that there's a lot of grief and you're really afraid if that wave crashes on you, it'll bring you down for a long Mm. time. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Does it hit you ever? Well, the thing is in the dreams, I I escape before it gets me. Oh, so, yeah, because you're running away. Uh, yeah, first like yeah. tsunami. I'm like, I'm out of here. Like in the, I'm in the middle of the ocean and I'm like swimming in the middle of the ocean and there's sharks coming to get me or I'm just always in the middle of the ocean, oh, like wow. alone or I'm in a haunted house. So in the ocean is like the deep, deepness of my emotional feeling. Yeah. I'm always paddling. There's always a shark. Someone's going to get me, that whole thing. And then haunted house is me not looking at my shadow because there's so many ghosts that are haunting the house. It's nice though, as I expand, my houses get bigger. My houses are really nice. (laughs) Now they're like dope dope houses. I never see the ghosts, but I know they're there. It's like Mm. cribs. It is literally, I was in like this- Can someone bring that show back? I know. Literally, I was in a 24 bedroom house like recently. It was fucking- Where was it? Like Palos Verdes? It was in like New York or something. There was tons tons of rooms. And my friend was like, you should rent this apartment, it's like this amount of money. And I was like, cool, I'm going to rent it. And I was like, it's 24 rooms. She's like, oh, you only get a room. It's like, it <laughs> was that. So it was actually kind of shitty. That's actually really fucked up. <laughs> was like, what does that mean? Yeah, she, I know. For your shadow. Literally. <laughs> but I have the same reoccurring dreams. And they say with dreams, it's like to note all of them, but really pay attention to the reoccurring ones. Mm. Ah, yeah. yeah, I know. And I've never studied my dreams. I, and in fact, I actually don't get any psychic stuff through my dreams ever, which is so weird. You know, like yeah. I know my mom does and a lot of people do. Yeah. My friend Jamie is just so crazy with these. Mm. Like, And she's just very like, 
not in, not that she's not into all this, but not practicing. So it'll be to the extent of she'll have a dream about a tsunami um, and hearing an alarm and then take her kids the next day to the beach. And then the alarms will go off for the practice tsunami test. Like she's so with it. That's like time travel. Cool. It is like like time time travel. travel. Mm -hmm. Or different dimensions. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, wait, can we have a dimension conversation? Yes. Mm-hmm. This is like, can we weird out on this? Yes. What are your guys' thoughts on multi-dimensions? That, it is. Well, yeah, <laughs> but like what's happening? Like we were talking yeah. about this on Sunday where I'm like, I can't fully wrap my brain around, around it. time. I believe it. I understand yeah. it. But what does it look like? Like what, I'm in multiple dimensions right now as you guys are, mm-hmm. you know, according to this. Like, what does it look like? Why are we only seeing the third? Like, this is these are my I big know. questions. Same. And not that I'm I'm trying, you know, I'm an Aquarian. I'm like, oh, I buy it. <laughs> like, there's yes. no like need yes. for a buy-in factor. But I'm all I'm like, I want to understand it. Yeah. I feel like this is the only dimension where I have this physical body. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it it feels like the heaviness is here. That's mm-hmm. interesting. And not in any other dimension. Um, I don't know if there's like a more dense and heaviness in my mind and heart in another dimension, but right here, it's like the body is he- is heavy. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, that makes a lot of sense to me. What do you feel like you're residually having to deal with in this dimension because you're doing work in other dimensions? Like, I feel like I'm tired all the time in this one mm. because maybe I'm working hard in other ones. Mm. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, it's interesting too because it's like. I think of our dimensions and then I think of like 4D, 5D, 60, you know, like 9D as where the angels are, the highest dimensional beings, closest to source, like anything beyond that is source energy. 4D is what we're sort of going to as we expand our consciousness. Mm, so when you feel like a, a tap, like you see through the matrix for a minute? Like- I have seen through the matrix on mushrooms. Okay, but what does that look like? It's like- for me, I think it's different symbolisms for a lot of people. Some people mm. can see almost like the actual matrix where you're seeing like numbers. Whoa. But you can also see like different types of shapes and stuff. Like a grid. And it was weird. It just felt like if when I was looking forward, everything I was looking at was actually on a fucking sheet of paper until I touched it. Like if you think about it, like it is like the simulation where uh-huh. if I'm looking at you, you're actually technically on a sheet of fucking paper until I'm like actually my cells are like interacting with your cells. Because if we think about it from like a a physics level, like a quantum physics level, like I'm technically like flashing energy. Like I yeah. don't actually exist. So my cells are just flashing energy. So it's like, I don't know. It was just like, oh, there's going beyond what is happening in 3D. Physical. Yeah. Mm. But when I think about simulation stuff, it just makes me feel like like sort of disheartened. I think a lot of people feel inspired by it or whatever, but I feel more disheartened because I'm like, what's the fucking point? Mm-hmm. Like if this is a simulation, then what's the fucking point? Like I'm trapped right now in what it is. And this is like the heaviest part. And if this is where I'm existing, where I'm feeling all this pain and I'm like an extension of source, wherein source wants to experience me as all of these things, it just feels like I'm like, oh, I'm kind of sick of it. Oh, like mm-hmm. you don't want to be used. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just, I'm like, oh, I'm kind of sick of it. Like I want to go back to source and That's just your feel three. that infinite love. Oh, yes. In the three, five. Yeah. So Genesis. Yes. 100%. Interesting. What yeah. about you? But do you think it's a choice? Yeah, that's interesting. Well, because that's Sounds that is rude. free will, you know, right? Because that is the one constant of of the universe is that there is always free will. So whenever darkness shows itself within three D, 
there is always the choice for us to experience it or not. Because I think of Aaron Rose. Like when I'm yeah. around him, I'm like, oh, like you're living way Yeah, yeah so what's, like, what is he seeing? Because yeah. he's not, like if you're in consciousness, right? And yeah. you're not totally experiencing things in the physical anymore because you've expanded out of that. Like what? what is he seeing or feeling? <laughs> I know. That's what I want to know. Yeah. I'm curious. I don't, I mean- this is a whole other podcast, I think, because he's he's just like sh- shown and told us so many things. Kind of, it almost feels like when he speaks, like he is yeah. in a helicopter above <gasps> everything, mm. and not just like where we are, but like can kind of see, just like you channel and kind of see where the where the shadow is and where it's blocking manifestation. What are your thoughts? Well, it's really interesting because I totally believe that. Um, What I believe though, like on a manifestation perspective is we have to welcome that darkness. Like let's even go beyond shadow, right? Like that's the ultimate shadow that we have to be able to welcome that. So then we're empowered, right? Mm -hmm. If we want to like be, we want to live in having a sense of power, empowered, not being like overpowering others and, you know, but having a sense of power, we have to understand how to really relate, be with the darkness. That's the only way. It's the only way. And I think it has, it feels like it has power because it's quote unquote hidden. And scary. Even though we feel it all the time, but it's like hidden, it's scary, it's spooky. And so because we don't know where it is or what it is, it's like that unknown that keeps us unempowered. It really is just the unknown. I really agree with that. I think that's so interesting. But it's interesting too with Aaron, like in working with Aaron, it's like going through and expanding into the belief that we can create like a utopian society. Like what if everything ended up working out in our favor? What if everyone had everything they needed? What if we lived in a space where we honored mother nature, we honored the earth, where we all felt loved, seen, heard, all of these things. And so- with that, I think it's like right now, you know, what are what are we in like the Bronze Age or something? Like within the age that we're in, it is the integration of the shadow. It is understanding how we're going to operate in 3D, how we can like manage within 3D to expand enough to get out of it. But I think for me, it's been really helpful to kind of like feel into that. Like mm-hmm. what if we just really lived in like peace and harmony on earth and we're able to have everything we want and we're able to like take care of mother nature and like take care of one another. Take care, take of care of one yeah. another. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, that really gets back to the 3D combo of like, then why are we in this body? Why are we here? Why are we doing this? And I think that's the only way yeah. is to be able to master our re- relation to yeah. darkness. Yeah, because it's interesting, you know, if you think about it from a manifestation perspective, like, so we're living in 3D, but like essentially the subconscious, like, isn't that crazy? That's what I was going to ask you. Like, yes. how are you like integrating all of the dimensions into the manifestation work? Well, and do you even bring that up yet? To here's the deal, <laughs> yeah. right? Like um, for me, so I, I'm so airy. I'm so projectory. I'm all of those things. And for me, like my channels can be so open all of the time. And I made a commitment with myself last year. I don't know if I'll stick with this, but it was mid last year where I went, I'm committing to being on the physical plane. I'm committing to being here because that's where the masses are. And if I want to help anyone who wants to receive and the masses just understanding manifestation, I have to be able to operate in that place. So it's really fascinating because since I've done that, it's given me the licensing to just focus on the physical, right? Which I know is 
I'm beyond all this conversation. I'm in it. I'm with it. I get it. But it's also like, if I'm going to fully embody this dimension and start to empower and master the darkness, then I have to be here, right? Like I have to fully be committed Mm. and be here if I want to show up and help people in it. And most people, they don't even, I mean, have any access to this knowledge we're talking about. They're just in the physical experience. So it's like, why not really come from the physical and learn how to master that as a group? So to me, manifestations, a sense, once you elevate out of wanting everything on the material plane, it really just comes down to this exact conversation we're having integration, right? Mm -hmm. Becoming fully integrated into your holy, authentic, worthy self. And I think those are the places where you can pierce the matrix. You can start to look at other dimensions. I personally haven't had those opportunities. I think I'm not supposed to. So I, I know what the you mean. Physical. Mm-hmm. I, know. Mm-hmm. I think I, that's why I haven't gotten glimpses of those ever, ever. How have you been able to like stay in the physical? Oh, like when I committed to it, it's so weird because how Dara talks about um, our North Node, mine is Torin. And it's so funny. It's like I just embodied my Torin energy. Mm. It, and it's like I've really gotten into like like the feminine, kind of like the Venusian and, you know, just being into the beauty and the life. My just on planet Earth, like really here in the physical. Right. Because the way I even have operated my entire life is not being embodied. I'm always out of my body. I'm super Aquarius. I'm super like leaving my body from trauma. So it's like now being in the physical, it's like I had to make that commitment. Mm. And ever since I have, it's like I've started to embody, you know, on the physical plane and enjoying everything about the physical and the pleasure of being in the physical. So that's sort of how I've done it. And it's kind of like, I do feel like I've had help because I think I'm supposed to be doing this. So it's like, after I made that commitment, I do feel like my guides, whomever, whatever, are like really helping me Mm. be here now. They're so happy. Oh, yeah, it's cool. Mm -hmm. That's a good commitment. I remember you talking about that and I was like, oh, that's a fucking good one. Because I'm like, how, why like be actually focusing on what I need to when I could think about the fourth dimension? Like, you know what I mean? But, it's like, but that's part of your process as educators. Mm-hmm. And well, you guys are really moderators at this point. And then educators, you don't have to really be in the physical. You're here to have these bigger conversations with everybody where I'm like, here's how you manifest. And usually people come into manifestation for the material plane first and they start to integrate and they're like, whoa. <laughs> So much more can come out of this than just the house, the person, the blah, 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 the blah, blah, blah. Right. What has been something lately? I know you've been diving back into your your own work, but anything that's really been like, you know, foundation shaking in terms of like kind of creating a a clear path for something new to come in? Well, can we talk about Christian science? <laughs> I was I was wondering if you wanted to. I was I was like, we're gonna go beans or we're gonna go yeah. Christian science. So Let's do it. I've been like geeking out with everybody I know. I can't wait. Yeah. Because there's a girl on my team, you know, she's been with me for two years. And I don't think it came out until like year one that she's a Christian scientist, which I knew nothing about really. Mm -hmm. I knew that my grandparents had given it a stab for a little while, but my grandmother still like passed away of 
Alzheimer's and everything. So I think she kind of, you know, like I think she only took a little stab at it. But we were at this team retreat in Ojai. I think it was like a year and a half ago. And it just casually came up. But like, she's like full on Christian scientist. You know, she went to Christian science college. Growing up, her parents would read her testimonies to bed. And so mm. I'm Aquarian. So I'm always like, oh, cool. like, yeah, let's chat this out. I want to hear all about it. <laughs> I'm like open to everybody's everything. But the more I would hear about it, I'm like, dude, I'm going to crack this placebo code. <laughs> Figure out, um, totally. you know, so that it's really palatable for anybody who believes in faith or doesn't believe in faith because they're truly the ultimate manifestors at the end of the day. You know, statistically speaking, they the girl on my team is a perfect example. She's never been to a hospital. She's never been to a doctor. She's never suffered from anything. Nobody in her community. She's fourth generation. And I find it so fascinating. And so for anybody listening, the first thought that's come to mind, they're like, oh, fuck, is Lacey talking about Scientology? Yes. <laughs> Not <laughs> at all. And so I guess to my understanding with the Christian sign, because I've been diving deep into it. I'm really like, I'm going to crack this manifestation code. Mm-hmm. May it be somebody's religious or somebody is just wanting to harness these benefits. So just to give it my understanding of an overview, which will be butchered because, you know, I'm not super educated in it, but... The Christian scientists believe that they're spiritual beings with spiritual laws that are having a physical experience, but they don't give any power to matter. They do believe Mm. in spiritual laws, kind of like Jesus harnessed, right? Like he was the ultimate healer. If anybody's watched the movie Mary Magdalene recently with Joaquin Phoenix and- Oh, uh, I want to watch that. Oh, it was so beautiful. And then Mar, what's her name? Uh, Rooney Rooney Mara. Rooney Mara. You really see like Jesus was the ultimate healer. And so the woman who basically founded this, she had fallen and everybody thought she was going to die. And she had been raised in the 1800s in a very, very religious household. So her only access to a tool while she was lying there trying to recover and live was the Bible. And as she's reading the Bible, she's like, wow, everybody has this all wrong. I think it's the first Genesis is what they follow. I don't know enough because I'm not religious, but... She's following it and she's like, wow, if we really follow like Jesus's life and practices, he was the ultimate healer. There is capability that you can heal everything with your, they think spiritual, you know, like we can, we're spiritual beings. So we're the image and likeness of God. We can heal everything. Long story short, I'm like, dude, as I pick, you know, her brain, I'm like, nobody in your community has been to a doctor. You don't suffer from anything. You don't know anybody who suffered from anything directly from you. You have these healings. So I start to dig in and I'm like checking out everything. And it's so fascinating because a lot of their model had a lot of overlap with ours. They have testimonies that thousands of people are sharing throughout the year of these healings. And they have expanders and they basically have the deep rooted subconscious belief that they're invincible as a spiritual being. Their their innate uh, Mm. worthiness is that they're healthy and that they will always be healthy in love. And so I've been digging in deep. And if anybody's heard Joe Dispenza or follows Joe Dispenza, great podcaster reference is the one that he was on Goop. He really outlines the science of why this works. And so it's been like my deep fascination obsession. I've been in so deep with her and I'm like, 
fuck, anybody can harness this religious knot, whatever right. you believe in, you don't. Because to them, it's like God is love. That's what's healing everything everywhere. And for somebody who's not religious, it's like still, we see now through epigenetics, through neuroscience, as he's as he very eloquently lays out in that, they've studied the telecommunicators. I mean, if you're studying everything on a cellular level, the suggestion we have of our brain from our subconscious mind and everything that it subconsciously is looping on, we have the ability to change our cellular and physical selves, which is what his whole book is mm-hmm. about, right? Becoming supernatural. So we've been di- we've been like diving in deep and I'm like, let's crack this code for manifestation of why this is so yeah. effective. And so like one big epiphany that I had come to me today where Joe Dispenza really teaches on, you know, becoming supernatural. Here's an example. He, through the science, is all about if you do the meditation, like he puts out meditations. If you do that and you go into your subconscious mind and you show it what it should be, and you're giving it that suggestion and that reinforcement daily on the subconscious plane, you can essentially heal yourself, right? And he has many miraculous healings that he's shared. However, what I think makes something like the community of Christian science so, so successful for the the statistics that are so successful, because what I've been learning through grace is there's like a spectrum of scientists. (laughs) It's like some are what they call serious scientists that really practice it, which is ultimately, I would say, a religion of prevention. Like they're ultimately prevent, Mm. they're a preventative health-based thought, belief process. So- you have serious scientists, you have like loosey-goosey scientists who like kind of take the aspirin and let the stuff in and let the, you know, let the like all the information in that maybe doesn't serve. It's giving their body suggestion of what can happen and be ill. But then you have the serious scientists who really practice. And when I'm looking at that and their efficacy, they're so effective at preventatively staying healthy. I'm like, what do they have that Joe Dispenza isn't teaching, which goes back to our model, which they have constant expanders. They Mm. have constant testimonies over and over in their community that they're they're being exposed to at church. They're being exposed to, and they have this magazine, this online magazine that they can read anytime. So they're constantly reading these testimonies that are basically telling how they've had instant healings or how they've prevented something that's gone wrong. And you just watched one recently, right? Chris, I've been like, everybody, you have to fucking learn about like, this. It was like an hour long and I watched it and it was... It was the perfect one. I'll have to link it. It was like this guy named Philip, I think we talked about that. Yeah. But... What I what really resonated with me was speaking to the five senses. So right now we really operate on us on the five senses. And so thinking about source energy, God, Jesus, whatever, operates on a plane outside of our general five senses and tapping into that plane is what and allows you and enables you to do like you think that is. I know that's a good one. Probably like ninth but it's like just like that that energy that exists all around us and mm-hmm. like letting that energy into your life to like completely heal and change but i mean it makes a lot of sense like the whole concept makes a lot of sense but within that i guess i wanted to ask you like how could you get there without spiritually bypassing everything well that's the thing because that's what i i don't want to suggest that like joe dispenza who i really admire his work and i'm mm-hmm. absolutely like floored at how grateful anybody in the metaphysical world is to him because he's literally uh, 
you know, bridging the gap between metaphysics and science. He literally in real time, he's teaching that and what a godsend. But where I do feel his kind of falls short because he is not that he's spiritual bypassing, he is saying suggestion of the mind. So like in manifestation, it's a three-part thing, right? That we teach. We're like, yeah, do the subconscious work. Mm -hmm. But if you want space and like the true belief to take place, you have to find expanders through mirror neurons. Like you have to show your brain what's possible. And he doesn't have like the solid community that's constantly sharing their testimonies Mm. of what's possible. So that's where I feel like, for the person who's out there and they're using the affirmations to try to heal themselves, but they don't, they're not surrounded by others who are reflecting back to them that they've healed. They're still, our subconscious is so strong that it's like, nah, not really possible. Mm-hmm. So it's like still yeah. just kind of dealing with the conscious. Yes, you're dealing with the subconscious. It's just taking a whole lot longer. Whereas like the Christian scientists, and I want to be really respectful for the person who is religious and does feel like one of the biggest things I'm learning about them, that Joe Dispenza, also covers in that episode when fear comes up. So like what we're all feeling right now, like dealing with our shadow, when the fear comes up, their first tool is to get back into neutral. Not to be confused with don't feel your feelings, but they have this underlying belief like God is love and love is everywhere. So they have this thing where it's like, okay, I'm not going to spin out and freak out on this thing. I'm going to get back to neutral and have, you know, like a sense of more of an engagement with it rather Mm -hmm. than letting it control me. And, you know, Joe Dispenza talks about that, that it's like, if we continually are living, because that's what the moment we wake up, the first thing our brain does naturally is it loops on all of our fears because it's it's protecting us for the day, you know? And so I really love the practice of the Christian scientists, but I think it's not fully spiritual bypassing because you're doing the subconscious work on the Mm -hmm. Joe Dispenza front. But I do think like where the Christian scientists, you know, using their model as a beautiful model for this, have it kind of figured out is they have community that's constantly through mirror neurons reflecting back perfect health. And then, or, you know, the study of, the support of, and then they also have those testimonies. Mm -hmm. So that's where it's like, I do feel it's, like equal to manifestation, if you are out there surrounded by expanders doing the Joe Dispenza work on health, same thing. You know, if you don't, if like Christian science isn't the thing, although I'm just studying that because I'm like, it's the perfect model. I'm in it deep too. I'm like reading Val Kilmer just posted on people a few days ago from Reddit. He's like, everyone, I like the power of prayer. I feel like it's like being in community like that and being able to see it reflected back to you is such a, stronger force than the matrix. And that's why it's like, that's why I think there's so much controversy around something like Christian science or like even people who don't believe Joe Dispenza. Like there's just, it has the power to transcend the matrix. You know what I mean? And not to feed into pharmaceuticals and depend like needing things, needing the doctors, needing the things like the consumerism. So I can, I, for me, I'm like, are Christian scientists living outside of the yeah. major? You know what I mean? Like where Well, they certainly, they? like if we go back, I think that was the perfect lead up conversation is the dimensions. They are, they truly believe. And I think this is the most beautiful belief on the planet. And I am equally like harnessing this belief that they are the image and likeness of essentially the 10th yeah. dimension. That's really what it yes. is, the ninth. So they are trying, they are literally 
And I look at the woman on my team, she's fourth generation of this. So if you go into epigenetics, it means she was being created created in her mom's ovary inside of her grandmother's Mm. stomach who was already living as the ninth or 10th dimension at all times, like trying to stay in that frequency. She's now through neuroplasticity and epigenetics four generations later, and she's one of the most magnetic people I know. I mean, she believes innately, and this is the most beautiful belief. I think this should be everybody's truth. She believes that she's innately, divinely, no, I don't want to say like, she has, she's like divinely has the right mm-hmm. to love, perfect health, abundance. And, it, and so she's been like my favorite case study ever. I'm always picking her brain. But I really think like, they have to be outside of the matrix, you know, when you're you, when you're a serious scientist, for instance, or any average person can harness this, I think, even if religion's not your thing, but trying to live within that ninth dimension without spiritual bypassing. Mm-hmm. I think that's huge, ninth yeah. or tenth dimension. So it's like getting, it's not, well, I guess, you know, because I want to talk, this leads into what I just wanted to talk about too, as it relates to like feeling negative thoughts and the importance of actually feeling those and not skipping past those. So would you say that in feeling those, it's kind of the goal is to bring yourself back to neutral and not be run by them? Well, I think the really interesting thing is, and I think we've had the most divine conversation so far, is in order to really master the darkness, we have to be integrated, right? Like essentially integrated means that we're both light and dark. So then we have the power to lean in towards on whichever of those is stronger. And I do see this, like I have this conversation with her often, in fact, because I believe so deeply in the subconscious mind. And so a part of their belief system is like, we have to be the guard of thought to... I forget, there's a terminology, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm mincing it, but they work really hard at holding a thought and not letting the bad in. Whereas I'm like, well, technically a manifestation for me or for people I've worked with, when your trust muscle's so strong, so you follow the process, you've manifested so much. So like, let's take it to money abundance. Like you've slayed your darkness and devils of lack mentality that's been programmed into you. You've expanded out of it and you've manifested multiple times a lot in money that you literally, I call it your trust muscle so strong, you just don't even have lack mentality anymore. I don't think at that point you have to like guard your thoughts or or what I would call mm. hold a thought because at the end of the day, you trust, you have such a deep knowing and abundance that it just can't even really mess with you. Maybe if something comes in or you witness a lot of trauma with other people with money and you need to go back and revisit and just go like, that's not my truth on a subconscious plane, sure. But that's where I kind of tell her, I'm like, as we're cracking the code to Christian science, <laughs> I'm like, I don't think that part's that important to like not expose yourself or not not expose yourself, but be afraid of negative thoughts. Mm. Be, I think in order to have true power over, again, shadow, over lack of mentality, over negative beliefs, you have to face them. So then you have like immunity to them, right? They don't have, there's no monster in the closet anymore. Like you're finding out you're not too much. That's what your Mm -hmm. stuff's really coming down to. I'm too much, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. you're not, you know, it's like once you own your I'm a lot and Mm -hmm. it's very magnetic, you know, once Mm -hmm. you really get to that place of owning on a subconscious plane, 
that too much isn't going to be creeping out at you anymore in the subconscious or Mm -hmm. that shadow or trying to bring you down. That's where I think a lot of magic lies in power too. And I think that's where we've had a great conversation leading into this. Yeah, I agree. And you know, with the Christian science stuff, it's like, I think it's just really important too for anyone listening, like the openness to other people's opinions and other religions. Oh it's my like, God. There's a continuity yes. between certain religions and certain parts of religion that are very important and not taking things by face value of like, and I think, you know what, this is something that you do really well and you do actually in a lot of areas with your life. And especially with manifestation, you know, a lot of people look at manifestation as just the basic spiritual bypassing. A lot of people within Christian science look at Christian science and think, oh, that's either Scientology or that's completely insane. Or you'll hear the things where it's like, well, what about the person who's died from this and this? I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, what's the percentage of people that died on fucking opiates that have been prescribed to them last year alone? I think these guys have something a little more mm-hmm, figured out. That the hands, you know, that have died at the hands of prayer versus the masses that are dying at the the hands of pharmaceuticals. Yes. Like, come on. I'm like, 100%. I get I get it. But at the end of the day, like you're saying, the openness for anything. Like I was raised with an Iranian uncle, you know, three days of the week, who's not even a practicing Muslim. And I find the Quran to be one of the most beautiful mm-hmm. things on the planet. Same with Judaism. I mean, same. Yes. And I grew up with a grandmother who like the Christian science, I have her vintage books, also studied Mormonism and this, mm-hmm. and because she, there's principles you can take from everything, regardless of how one might feel. It's, it's super outlandish or the fringe. And for me, I'm always looking through the goggles of manifestation where I'm like, how do I harness this for manifestation? Mm-hmm. Like one thing yeah. I've never touched in manifestation as health because I personally have never fully healed myself. And until I do, and until I find the the principles that I think can really crack that code, I'll never teach on it. But you bet your ass, I'm really fucking interested in the person who's on my team and like her religion that I value, her thought process, which they actually don't consider themselves a religion because Mm -hmm. they don't like they don't accept donations. It's not like there's wow. a preacher. It's all self amongst. They're like teaching with each other. They're all equals. And really? she doesn't say like, I think the woman who started it, Mary Baker Eddy, she's like, I'm not, this isn't a new religion I'm forming. I'm taking from what exists and I'm actually just pulling out spiritual principles. So it's actually a really beautiful thing. It's almost like an, like if someone were, if someone is Christian and they're going to church once a week, it's like, this could almost be like an extension of like what they're experiencing in church once a week. Like I'm, yeah, I'm trying to like a, pull out the difference. Her book's like a companion book, right? I would have, well, I, you know, like I think the only, and I can't speak because I'm not a full Christian right. scientist. I'm just like a really You're just trying curious. to convert everyone yeah. else. <laughs> no, I'm just like, yo, you guys, we can fucking heal ourselves with our minds. <laughs> That's like what's happening. But I think um, the way that I see it is it's a, it's a spiritualism. Mm-hmm. It's just another spiritual yes. practice like mm-hmm. anything else out there. And yeah. they happen, the tool that they happen to pull their spiritual beliefs from were, I think it's the first Genesis rather than the second of the Bible, which, you know, the very first manifestation book I ever read, I don't recommend anybody buying it because it's not the way to manifest, but it was (laughs) um, The Game of Life and How to Play It, Mm -hmm. again, written, I want to say late 1800s by Florence something. And it's all like God, this, that, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like deep in that Victorian religion time. So I think this is a different version where it's a spiritualism. And I think people are just so scared of judgment that because you say Christian science and I'm like, oh, oh isn't that da, 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 the da, Scientology da? or whatever? I totally yes, am there right? with you. So yeah. it's like, I'm so glad we're talking about this because Absolutely. I think 
you know, people are really missing out on opportunities to, to really grow. It sounds cheesy and surface, but truly like there's just so much there for us. And I think we just play it safe, which also perpetuates the reason why we're not manifesting Absolutely. in the way that, you know, you are teaching. So, and if we don't have cultural appropriateness, so like if mm-hmm. Joe Dispenza was spitting all of this stuff off and, you know, the forties, people would be like, what? If I was saying this in the forties, do you know, like the very first book, the very popular one about think and grow rich, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Napoleon Hill, mm-hmm. is that his last name? Yes. His original uh, like original manuscript had so much about energy, feeling into the energy. It was way more metaphysical. And the editors were like, you have to tone this down because it's not. So it's it's honestly just being, it's kind of like the Aquarian nature. Like don't be afraid to look at all, you know, perspectives, the progression and the consciousness so you can extract anything you need and want and that can benefit you, even if the societal norm is telling mm. you that it's it's not normal or it's made to be on the fringe or whatever. There's stuff we can extract from anything. I mean, I, I talk to random people on the street sometimes where I'm like, that was so brilliant. Mm. Like that was a channeling directly. Like, mm. wow, thank you mm. for that information. Mm. I love that. I kind of want to end on that. Man, oh man. Yes. That was yes. so beautiful. What's up with you? What pe- what can people expect from you this year? This year, well, we have the remedy coming out. I don't even know if I'm supposed to talk I about that. I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> we have that. We have a lot coming out inside of the pathway. We're, we sent a survey out. We were like, really ambitious this year. We're like, we're going to get a space in LA so you can have, you know, a brick and mortar. And we had all these thoughts and we sent out a survey to our people and they're like, we want more workshops and speaking. I love that. <laughs> Could you make an app? Like, it was, we're like, okay, I guess like, no I want to stay home still. Yeah. yeah like, I Maybe in, in a few years. Yeah. <laughs> like, I live all over the world. Yes. I'm not going to your LA <laughs> spot. So tons in the pathway. Um, I'm, you know, currently in the process of IVF. So I put speaking on hold until after August. Mm. And then we have a journal coming out at the end of the year. Lots. Maybe Christian science. No, I'm yes. <laughs> maybe your own church. Yeah, maybe your own maybe your own bean line. They're like, cool, Lacey's a Scientologist now. <laughs> Honestly, literally. Uh, all right. We love you so much. Thank you um, so much. To be magnetic is the website. How to manifest. You got the got the URL to be magnetic. Dude. Dude, Grace. I know Grace. We got to give Grace Instagram. Uh, We have two other episodes with Lacey. One is our live show from San Francisco. The other is our very first episode in 2017, 2018. Yeah, and we've been on your pod twice. I think we did a re-release and one other time. So tons of ways to connect with Lacey and to connect with both of us. Thank you so much. Thank you. We love you. See you next time, guys. Bye. Thank you so much, Lacey. You can find all of her work at tobemagnetic.com and on Instagram, tobemagnetic. And we also have two other episodes with Lacey you can find of almost 30. Her first episode with us we did probably three years ago, which is one of our most downloaded episodes. And then we did a live show with Lacey when we were in San Francisco. So make sure to check out those two episodes if you can't get enough. And thank you so much to our sponsors for this episode, Laird Superfoods, BetterHelp, 
Public Goods and Lola. You can find all of their uh, discount codes in our show notes. Check them out as always. We always support brands that we use and love ourselves. Yeah, incredible brands we work with. You can find those at almost30.com under our partners page. We have tons of discounts, promo codes, all the goodies that live there. And then on our shop page, we have our conscious, beautiful, comfortable, super soft apparel, which is incredible. And then we also have our workshops. We have downloadables. We have our inner peace program. We have things like the Saturn Return Bundle. It is powerful at the shop. Thank you guys for listening. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts and anywhere you listen to podcasts. We appreciate you being here and we'll see you next time. We'll see you soon. 